Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Nerdy Retro Renaissance Dad Podcast. This is episode two, and I am actually filming this on location in a place called Palm Coast, Florida. Now, I've never been here before. Uh, I've been to places that are close by here, like St. Augustine and Daytona. Um, but this episode is really special because I got to fulfill a childhood dream and visit a place that I actually did visit about 30 years ago. But I got a chance to go back this time, and that's the Kennedy Space Center, and was able to see the shuttle Atlantis and a lot of things that meant a lot to me, like the Challenger and Columbia Memorials. And I'll talk about those later. Uh, but first, let's hear from our sponsor, Two Dudes Gaming. This episode of the Nerdy Retro Renaissance Dad podcast is brought to you by Two Dudes Gaming in Elizabethan. If you're into retro gaming as much as I am, you're going to love this place. They've got everything from all of your old favorite consoles going all the way back to the NES and the Atari 2600 to the Sega Genesis Master System and even the more modern Nintendo Wii and Wii U systems. They've even got a game station set up with a flat screen and an old CRT TV so you can check out stuff in HD or the way it was intended on one of those old TVs just to make sure that you're really getting what you're looking for. I also know from personal experience that they do a fantastic job cleaning their cartridges. They've even cleaned some of my old cartridges that I didn't purchase there so you know these guys really care about what's happening in the retro gaming world. If you're interested in more information, you can find them on Facebook under Two Dudes Gaming. That's the number two, Dudes Gaming. Or you can call them at 423-297-1688. That's 423-297-1688. And when you go, tell them Brian from the Nerdy Retro Renaissance Dad Podcast sent you. And if it sounds like I'm recording in a cave, it's because I'm on a balcony overlooking a lake in Palm Coast, Florida, in the condo that we're renting. And in the nerdy section here, I want to talk a little bit about a trip that we took yesterday. That was to Kennedy Space Center. Now, I'd been about 30 years ago, and uh, when I went, it was basically just a control room and a, a bus tour to a launch pad, and that was about it. Um, so we went and spent a day, and, and honestly, we thought that was going to be enough, but we didn't even see half of what the Space Center had to offer. Started the day with something really cool and got to see a presentation by Ed Gibson. Now, Ed Gibson was one of the uh, scientific astronauts on board Skylab 3. Um, that was actually a mission that was the year I was born, 1973, and went on into 1974, so that was really cool. and. Um, Ed spent a lot of time talking about something that my eyes hadn't been open to much at this point, and that was talking about SpaceX and all the things that Elon Musk is doing to kind of push the space program forward. Right now, the government's kind of in a standstill when it comes to space exploration and moving that forward, but Elon Musk is on the ball. While we were down here, actually, um, the first day that we were here, they launched the Falcon 9, or it might have been the Dragon 9, I can't remember which, rocket which is going to the International Space Station to uh, give them some supplies and some other things that they'll need. So that was cool. We were actually about 60 miles away and could see the rocket um, as clear as day with the naked eye. But at Kennedy Space Center, we uh, then got to go to uh, the tour that went to the launch pads, and we got to see the Saturn rocket. 
and got to touch a moon rock and see a lot of things from the Apollo missions. Uh, if you've seen the movie Apollo 13, you'll have a little bit of a taste of that. Um, the first presentation included a simulated launch of one of the Saturn rockets and literally shook the room, and it was really neat. Uh, later on in the day, and if you heard a squeak right there, that was the local wildlife, but later on in the day, we got to go to the Atlantis um, exhibition, and this was a building that was all about the space shuttle programs, and um, we got to go in and, and see a kind of a concept movie where it showed how the space shuttle program came to be. Uh, by the way, if you're looking for one, there's a great hour and 15-minute um, space shuttle documentary on YouTube that's narrated by William Shatner that's absolutely phenomenal. But this started off with kind of a Cliff's Notes version of that. And then the coolest thing happens. The screen is raised that you're watching the movie on, and behind the screen is the actual space shuttle Atlantis. You are just feet from it the entire time, and it's uh, displayed on kind of an angle, and so you can go in there and see the cargo bay doors open, um, see all the tiles up close. And that was very meaningful to me because growing up, I wanted to be a shuttle commander. Um, doing music and being a shuttle commander were two of the things that I wanted to be, really the only two things I wanted to be growing up. Then I got to go to the memorial of the Challenger and Columbia missions, and that was impactful for me because when I was in middle school was when the Challenger exploded. So that was the first national disaster that I have an actual memory of. and um, It was interesting seeing all the memorials to the astronauts, two of which were actually musicians, and one of which studied the same type of martial art that I studied, so that was impactful to me as well. Um, they also had a piece of the Challenger, I believe it was from the left side, it was actually part that had the flag on it that they had recovered, and from the Columbia they actually recovered the frames from the cockpit windows. So I would highly recommend a trip to Kennedy Space Center if you're into anything nerdy or space related. Um, it really was a phenomenal experience. My only regret is that we didn't have enough time. I would recommend at least two days. They do have a two-day combo ticket that can save you some money. And we're back. Um, before we get into the retro gaming section of the podcast today, I do want to give a shout-out uh, to somebody that really kind of saved the day, and his name is Rory, and he is at Bit by Bit, which is a computer repair store in Palm Coast, Florida. I highly recommend going to see these guys for any computer needs you might have. Uh, I got here uh, on vacation and realized that I had left my AC adapter for my MacBook back home and uh, had enough time to do some radio production work that I had to get done and then the computer died and uh, didn't know what I was going to do so I ordered an adapter off of Amazon, used two days shipping and the post office basically um, cannot get it to me because of the condo that I'm staying in so as I was driving through Palm Coast I happened to see bit by bit out of the corner of my eye, I went in there and I told Rory, I said, I know this is a long shot, but would you happen to have a 60-watt um, MacBook Pro wall adapter? And, of course, he said that he had one and uh, gave me a great deal on it. And I told him I would mention him. So I appreciate that, Rory. You saved the day. You saved the podcast. And here we are now because of you. So thank you, Bit by Bit Computing in Palm Coast, Florida. Now, the game I want to review today is for the Super Nintendo system, and it's Castlevania, 
Dracula X, and it's a Konami game. Now, I'm a huge fan of the original Castlevania series for the NES. And so when I got my hands on this, I was real curious. So for those of you that have kind of gotten into maybe the NES Classic and you've played a little bit of Castlevania and you fell in love with it, I really want to recommend this because it really reminded me almost as if it were a remake, um, scene for scene, and it might be, of the original Castlevania. The graphics, of course, are upgraded. The sound's phenomenal. The soundtrack, though, that's really what draws you in. The soundtrack on this game is just phenomenal. It's spooky. It kind of gets you into the adventure uh, mindset. And the idea behind this game is that you're a descendant of Simon Belmont, the original vampire hunter from Castlevania. And Dracula has come back and is seeking revenge on the Belmont clan. So it's a really neat take on that. Uh, the controls are completely familiar. If you understand the original Castlevania and how that works, then you'll have no trouble adjusting to this. So I know this isn't an in-depth review, but there are about a million Castlevania reviews online right now. And uh, if you are familiar with the original Castlevania, this will fit in right along with it. So Castlevania Dracula X for the Super Nintendo. Alright, so for the Renaissance portion, this is where we talk about music and life as a musician and different things that I'm going through there. I have got a contract coming up where I'm actually playing bass and being on a trip here in Florida, I didn't want to bring my upright bass and I didn't want to bring an amp and uh, an electric bass because that's just going to be too much to deal with. And so I looked into and purchased a bass ukulele. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar with bass ukulele, it's basically the same size as a baritone ukulele, except that um, it's got these super thick polyurethane strings on them. And the polyurethane strings make the thing sound like an upright bass, especially if you do plug it into a sound system and use the right EQ settings. You can really trick the ear into thinking there's an upright playing. And, of course, you can tinker around with it a little bit and make it sound more electric. But the great thing about this for me on this trip is it's just tiny and I get to do full bass practice um, without having to lug all the gear. Um, the guy that has uh, hired me out to play is going to Dropbox my scores and demos so that I can play along. So in my free time, I'll be able to practice uh, no problem and Kind of keep up my work schedule. Now, the cool thing about being um, a musician for a living is that it's really enjoyable. And so while I'm on vacation and I'm practicing music, that's not a chore. It's something I enjoy doing. So I'm very fortunate to be able to do that. Also, here on the trip, I'm here with one of my best friends in the world. His name's Tommy. And you're going to hear from him in just a moment when I interview him. And his son, Alex, is actually sitting here with me right now as I'm uh, recording this podcast. And He's actually one of my former guitar students, and we think he's going to play guitar, and I'm going to play bass, and his dad and I are going to sing, and we're going to be able to do something at church. So here on the Nerdy Retro Renaissance Dad podcast, we like to feature dads that are into nerdy stuff, that are into creative stuff, and that are into being good dads. We really are kind of tired of how dads are made out to be buffoons 
or irresponsible or like they don't want to give any time to their kids. We really want to honor um, what we believe are dads that are really making the difference by helping to bring up the next generation as being a great example. And so uh, you'll hear from him in just a moment. So here we are in uh, Palm Coast, Florida, and I've got Tommy with me now, and I'm, we're sitting out here on the deck, and it, we came out here because it was quiet, because we had kids in the other room making noise, and we hear frogs and critters and fish jumping and uh, turtles. There might be alligators out there. I don't, all I know is I'm not jumping out there. I, there's no way I'm doing this, but... I wanted to interview uh, Tommy and introduce him to my listeners because Tommy and I have been friends for, gosh, when did we meet? It was like 2004, so it been 13 years, uh, thanks to my excellent math skills. And uh, we met at church and met singing together in the choir and doing all that kind of cool stuff. Um, but I wanted to interview Tommy specifically because of his excellence in being a dad. I, I really appreciate what he's doing, raising up a whole gaggle of boys who are going to grow up to be champion men, and we're really proud of that fact. Um, also wanted to interview Tommy because in addition to that, he's into a lot of the same nerdy, geeky stuff that I am. So here he is. Tommy, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, my name's Tommy, as Brian mentioned before, and uh, I just love technology. Uh, I do it for a living. Uh, I'm a programmer. I work on website stuff. I work on desktop stuff. Uh, right now, I'm mainly uh, into web development. I've dabbled into some mobile development as well. So uh, just anything tech-wise, I'm really into, really love. It's my passion. And uh, <clears throat> I guess my passion is sort of poured over into my boys because they're, they're getting to where they, they love it as well. So it's it's needed. It, uh, it's something fun to do and I enjoy, and it's a great way to make a living for me. So let's talk about, for just a second, um, the company that you work for is called Intara. Yep. And correct me if I'm wrong, I went to East Tennessee State University, but I think you told me at one point this company was started by some ETSU graduates. Is that's, that right? That's right. Two, two guys that were professors uh, at ETSU, uh, they started it. Uh, there was a, a lab, laboratory that they started uh, using uh, 3D technology. And they helped actually get that program off the ground. Uh, and out of that, they they saw a need, a need in the area uh, to uh, to hire talented people who wanted to do something in the th- in the three D modeling industry in the three in D industry. And so out of that, the company was born. And so they they uh, started training up people in the industry who wanted to do that. And uh, it's it's been a great place to work. And I've been there for now going on seven years and, and love every day of it. Now, when you say 3D, uh, all kinds of things spark to my non-computer literate mind. <laughs> you think of the red and blue cartoon 3D. You think of Pixar animation type stuff. When you say 3D, what what do you guys mean by they that? They were doing a lot of uh, flash animation at the time, stuff that you couldn't do in a web setting uh, without Adobe Flash and those kinds of technologies back in the day. They were cutting edge with that, and they were doing a lot of the things uh, with animation regards to web animation and 3D animation for the web that many other companies, in the, not only in the area, but in the region, were not doing. Uh, and so, unfortunately, I wasn't a part of that at the time, uh, but they've since um, uh, morphed the company a- in, into 
to more of a, uh, a digital agency that does way more than just uh, programming. They do uh, marketing stuff as well, and so uh, they, they've really done a great job uh, of, of growing the company and uh, sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, <clears throat> they innovate. Yeah, they in, yeah, there you go. They, 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 innovation is, is certainly a key factor in what, in what we do uh, and, and how they've been able to uh, What's the word? Morph. Morph is, is the word that's coming to me. Uh, but they've done a great job of... of, yeah, as, of as websites have evolved, I've noticed that the company seems to be a little bit ahead of the curve and kind of on the cutting edge of, you know, kind of seeing needs before they're actually voiced by a lot of companies. And I know uh, as a business owner myself, I really appreciate companies that do that and kind of cut off problems at the past for me. So I appreciate that. And one of the things I like to do on the Nerd Podcast, the Nerdy Retro Renaissance Dad Podcast, is talk about what we do as dads. And one of those things that we got to do that I got to experience with you and we took our kids was your company actually gave us some tickets uh, to go see a NASCAR race. Yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, the last great Coliseum, yeah. Bristol Motor Speedway. Yeah, they actually rented out uh, a suite at Bristol for many years. Uh, and they always in, invite employees uh, to go uh, as extra tickets were available. And one year, uh, they offered me tickets, and I was able to to bring Brian along. And we had a, a great time up in the suite, seeing a race. In my opinion, how a race should be seen, and uh, we re- really enjoyed it. They actually ha- had passes where we could go down to to the uh, where the race is ground level and actually be, you know, within just a few yards of the race oh, yeah. car zooming by. That was. Awesome. We had to take a tunnel underneath the racetrack. For those of you that aren't familiar with Bristol Motor Speedway, um, the drivers have likened it to driving a fighter jet in a fishbowl. It's a half-mile track. They call it the world's fastest half-mile. And it's built kind of like a football stadium, except it has 166,000 people. Uh, and by the way, they did have the world's largest football game there last fall between the University of Tennessee and Virginia Tech Hokies, and uh, of course, the University of Tennessee won that game. We won't get into that right now because Tommy's a Georgia fan. But well, my sister's also a Virginia Tech grad. So oh kind of no! Oh no! Well, we'll we'll let that go. But anyway, we had to actually take a tunnel all the way below the track to pop up in the infield, and then uh, got to experience the race from the infield, and it was loud. Yeah, and it was exciting. And the ground shook, and you literally could not hear the person next to you. If you were yelling in their ear, they couldn't hear you. But uh, I was telling my listeners earlier about visiting NASA yesterday, which was a life-changing moment for me. And we've uh, also been kind of trying to connect with our kids this trip. Tell me and tell the listeners uh, some of the nerdy, techie, retro-y type things that you like doing with your boys. Oh, man, we like playing old video games. Like, I've got them, uh, the new, well, I say new, but the NES, the classic NES. NES classic. We've mentioned that on the podcast. Yeah, and we we really enjoy playing that. Um, Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but before you came in here, (laughs) as I was prepping for this interview, I think you were in there laying the smack down to some punch-out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Punch-out's a personal favorite. Uh, my, my all-time favorite. Did the muscle memory kid it all come back to you? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like I never left. It's it's amazing how that stuff comes back to you even after years of Now, earlier you were playing it. Super Mario Brothers, yeah. and it I, I thought it was pretty funny because one of your sons 
was a little bit shocked yeah. at how quickly you were able to advance <laughs> through that game, and you yeah. had to remind them. You know, this, I was once a kid too. Uh, you know, of course, I don't think I'm ever going to grow up. So yes, yeah, it's pretty cool to watch the kids be amazed at my retro game plan, and they just forget that I was once a kid too. And and showing them what I used to could do as a kid, as an adult, it's really cool to see them be amazed as they are. It's, it's really awesome. And that's a really cool way to connect with kids because they're used to seeing things like PlayStation Four. Nintendo Switch, and we pull out these old games, and they realize that there's a lot of fun to be had in that. In fact, we were playing NBA Jam earlier, and just by us hooting and hollering, we ended up having some of the kids gather around to kind of watch. Let me tell you a story. We went to Disney World last year, and uh, of course they had an arcade there. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Disney World, but they have a really awesome arcade. Uh, at least where we were staying, which is the all the all it's the sporting the all sports uh, place. And one night we decided to go there and play some video games, and I got on a Galaga arcade. And uh, oh, I think I've heard this story. Had had the <laughs> most epic game of my life, even as, even beyond childhood. This this was pretty awesome. I got all the way up. Uh, I believe it was level forty three. That's ridiculous. I had gotten so so hard and so high that I had drew, drawn a, a crowd around me, and it was maybe. I don't know, 10 or 12 kids, my boys were around me, rooting me on. It was really awesome. That that experience was really cool, and of course see, the boys is, were impressed. And This is why I'm not going to play you in Gallagher. <laughs> That's, I can't get past. Dude, they were going so fast, I could hardly react to what they were doing. <laughs> That's not fair. I get on, I get on Gallagher. I've got it for just about every platform it's ever been made for, and I can never get past like level seven, and I feel like a stud when I get past level seven. You're talking about level 42. 43, I think it was. 43? That's not right. You're not human. You're also a beast at Miss Pac-Man. Yeah, which, love, love Pac-Man. Of course, Pac-Man. back in our day, that was a one-two punch combo. Go to the pizzeria, have the Galaga Miss Pac-Man machine. See, mine was in a laundry laundromat where I used to go to play my Pac-Man, my Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Ride my bike a couple of blocks to the laundromat, oh, yeah. and boy, I'd, I'd lay it down, man. It was uh, good times. Uh, that was good stuff. <laughs> um, now, you're also into sports, and your boys are into sports. In fact, your oldest boy is getting ready to start his high school basketball career, and it's been yep. really cool to see that kind of start to take bloom. And, of course, I mentioned him earlier um, because he was one of my guitar students. So um, a lot of multi-talented uh, aspects to a lot of people in your family. So I know that, yeah, we've talked about your computing, we've talked about your retro stuff, but you also um, have a love for athletics that you passed on. Tell us a little bit about your athletic experience growing up and kind of how you see that reflected in your kids. Well, I had two sports I played mainly. I played baseball uh, quite a bit growing up. My dad was always involved in the teams that I played on. He coached or, and or managed. And so that was a great experience for me growing up to spend quality time with my dad on the field. So uh, sport, sporting sports was always important to me uh, as a kid and, not, and, I, and especially as an adult now with, with boys of my own. And uh, I played basketball as well. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, made, made the varsity squad as a as a uh, as a sophomore in high school, so that was a great accomplishment. And so I've really been fortunate and, and blessed and, and have really used sports to, to not only connect with my family, but uh, but with other families as well. It's been a lot of fun and, and a great experience. And, and, and seeing, seeing my oldest boy uh, take on the basketball even more so than I did as a kid, it's really exciting for me. Uh, he's, he's got the goods 
way more than they ever had. I ever had. So I'm really excited for it. he. He could go with this. And yeah, he and he's listening. He's listening to the interview right now, and his head just grew three sizes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go anchor him down because he's gonna float off the balcony. I mean, he's got some growing to do. I mean, he's 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 not there, but you know, we're we're all not there, and we're all striving to get better at whatever it is we do. And so, I always keep him level headed that he may be good, but there's always room for improvement, and there's always things that he can do to make himself great. So, never settle. Always give your best and, and always, you know, strive to <clears throat> to be excellent no, no matter what you do, whether it's sports, whether it's technology, whether it's video games. Do your best and, and, and give your best and, and leave it all out there on the court, as I like to tell him. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, one of the things that I talk about on this podcast, and I'm going to continue to keep preaching, is I just really hate when dads get a bad rap in the media. Uh, it seems like every movie that we see, every TV show, every commercial – the dads are made made out to be just goofball, idiot, buffoons, or they're low lives, or they're violent, or they're no good for nothings, and they abandon their families. And it's real encouraging to see families like yours who are doing it the right way. And you know, we try to do the same thing with with my daughter. And um, of course, we're going through process of possibly um, starting an adoption process in the near future. And I just want to let you know I appreciate what you're doing with your boys because um, we all make mistakes, um, but it's cool to see how even through the mistakes, how your kids are reflecting the values that you're putting in them. I've had a chance to spend some time alone with these boys, and they all just really special young men. And I tell you, that's the key because they're going to see what a good father can be, and you are going to multiply that by five. All of your boys are going to grow up and whether they're fathers or not, they're going to emulate proper manhood, which is grounded in respect, it's grounded in a faith in Christ, it's grounded in education, and it's grounded in giving it your all. And that's, that's what I see uh, reflected through you to your kids. And I appreciate you being on the show today because I, I think hearing stories like yours is inspirational to other dads. And I, I want dads to be encouraged. If you are a dad... Um, and feel like um, this is something that's encouraging you. We want to hear from you. If you're a dad and want to hear from another dad that might have the same interests you have, then email me at nerdpodcast at gmail.com, N-R-R-D podcast at gmail.com. Or you can look for us on Facebook at under Nerd Podcast. Um, we're very easily accessible, and I would love to hear your ideas, your comments. Um, as always, if you're listening to us on iTunes, uh, go leave us a like and a review. Uh, be sure and give us lots and lots of uh, feedback on that. Gosh, if you don't like the podcast, you can let me know that too. I'm always looking for ways to improve the podcast. Well, thank you for listening to Episode 2 of the Nerdy Retro Renaissance Dad Podcast. Uh, like I said, we are podcasting from noisy Palm Coast, Florida, and we're having a great time. So tune in hopefully next week for episode three, and we've got lots more surprises for you. Thanks, and as always, keep it nerdy.